Welcome to the Encounter Christian Church Message Podcast, where we bring you the latest messages from our Sunday services. To find out more about Encounter or to plan your visit with us, you can find us online at www.encounter.cc. We hope you enjoy this message. Okay, thank you. Yes. Well, thank you for your encouragement. That's appreciated. I'm just going to start by reading a scripture to you. And I'll, just stay standing while I read this because it's just a continuation of what Glenn has been sharing. And so Matthew 12, 21, or actually 18 to 21 says, Take a careful look at my servant, my chosen one. I love him dearly and I find all my delight in him. I will breathe my spirit upon him and he will decree justice to the nations. He will not quarrel or be found yelling in public. He won't brush aside the bruised or the broken. He will be gentle with the weak and feeble until his victory releases justice. And the fame of his name will birth hope amongst the people. The fame of his name, that is Jesus. This scripture is talking all about Jesus and about hope being birthed through Jesus and that's what we're celebrating through communion and that's what we're celebrating through this whole month of December as we're leading up to Christmas. Christmas has already begun here at Encounter. Why don't you take a seat? I'm very excited to be kicking off December. Uh, You know, every week will be a surprise. We're doing something to really uh, enjoy and celebrate Christmas throughout this whole month and hope is born. That is our theme, hope is born. And so we want to get excited about that because Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our message. There's no doubt about that. No doubt about that at all. And so we want to not wind down for Christmas. We want to keep winding up because we know we're heading into an awesome 2020. A new decade, a new year, a new season, a new time for this church. And we've been declaring it over the last month as we've you know, shared over Isaiah 62 that God has a great plan and a purpose for this place, for this city, for this region and for you. And so, you know, at, we're just going to reflect a little bit about what is hope this morning. And so hope is something that is, I kind of liken it to the wind, I guess. Like hope is something you can't actually see it, but you know when it's there and you know when it's not there. You can see its effect in somebody's life. Hope can be given. Hope can be lost. Hope can be taken away. Hope can rise up. Hope can be restored. You know, hope is, is this thing that we can't see, but we know when we've got it or when we haven't. Hope can be the thing that makes all the difference as to whether you hang on, hang in there, keep going, Or it can be the thing that makes you just give up if you've got no hope. Hope actually exists independent of any challenge that you face. It's got nothing to do with the challenges you face. Hope is an independent thing. And it creates momentum. You know, hope is that thing that is attached to a desire you have that has an expectation that this might actually happen. This might actually work. What I'm believing for might actually come to pass. And so, you know, hope is not just a wish. 
It's not a flippant wish. Hope is a confident expectation in the promises of God. If you're just wishing for something, you're wasting your time. But if you're putting your hope in the promises of God, then your hope is a sure foundation. It's an anchor. It's an anchor. You know, there's different kinds of hope. There's realistic hope. You know, like if you've got a headache, you take a Panadol, you hope your headache goes away. Probably will. It's a fairly realistic expectation. There's not too much faith that you have to put into that. Then there's like a utopian hope, that kind of hope that um, the world will be a good place, that there'll be world peace. It's kind of the happily ever after, Disney kind of hope. You know, and then we have... Uh, a chosen hope, you know, if you're facing a really difficult situation, you might choose hope. Yeah. I'm choosing hope in, this, in the face of this thing. And then there's like a, a transcendental hope, like an existential hope, just a general, I just hope that all things will work together for good. You know, there's different kinds of hope that we have. And, and hope can fuel so much in our life when we have hope. When hope is found, when hope rises up, it actually in, gives us a release of endorphins that help us to overcome obstacles. So hope is something we can't quite see, but it actually has a physical effect on our body. It has an outcome for our soul and our spirit. You know, it improves those feel-good hormones and we can rise up and we can overcome Hope actually also increases our performance. If you're hopeful, you're going to do better. You know, it improves your well-being. In fact, it's proven, it's, you know, studies of human science and all that show that if you are full of hope, it will not only improve your well-being, but it will continue to improve your well-being over time, the more you continue to operate in hope. Hope increases your self-esteem. It increases the quality of your relationships. Hope increases the likelihood that you will succeed. Hope increases and your motivation for things. Hope actually protects you from anxiety. Hope actually protects you from feeling like life's out of control. It helps protect you from feeling vulnerable. I've found that hope really is like a coping mechanism, if you like. It helps us to survive in life. And it's really understood that, you know, our, uh, that when somebody doesn't have hope, that the whole person suffers. So, you know, right throughout the Bible, there's, there's continuous stories of when somebody loses hope and then they actually, they suffer, not just in their soul, in their mind, their will and emotions, but in their physical body, in their spirit. You know, there's a connection between who you are, body, soul and spirit. And uh, hope and well-being coexist. You can't have a healthy sense of well-being if you don't have hope. You know, they just don't go together. Hope and human flourishing go together. And so, you know, the Bible is full of references of where our hope comes from and how much we need hope. And uh, last week I was listening or, or just reflecting on this verse in Proverbs 13:12. Um, let's, what have you got up there? Can you go to Proverbs 13:12, please? It says, 
unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick, but a sudden good break turns life around. Or in another version, it might say, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so I was reflecting on this and thinking, there is actually a heart condition called broken heart syndrome, or otherwise known as Takotsubo cardiomyopathy. It's a real thing. It happens as a result of somebody experiencing an intense emotional event, like they've lost hope. It's full on. And uh, what happens is when you have this broken heart syndrome is in a very short space of time, the actual physical structure and shape of your heart changes. And then because of that, the function of your heart, how your heart actually pumps blood around your body, is impaired. And what your heart normally can do, it fails at. And the heart fails and it's able to pump effectively. Am I on right? <laughs> and, uh, and this happens, it's not an a, a overly common condition, but it does happen frequently, if you can say that. And, uh, and I've looked after many people who've had this condition, this broken heart syndrome. They've lost hope, they've had a tragedy, and it's actually had physical changes to their heart and caused their heart to fail. And, uh, and so... I was thinking about that and thinking about that scripture, hope deferred makes the heart sick. See, I used to be a clinical nurse consultant for Queensland Health and, uh, and I ran a heart recovery program for the Gold Coast District, for the whole Gold Coast City. And uh, I served on statewide committees working alongside people on the Heart Foundation and things to improve heart health um, for our region. And so... I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> got to laugh about something, hey. <laughs> so it got me thinking when I read this verse. You can keep that verse up there. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Um, it got me thinking, you know, what does a sick heart look like? And what does a sick heart in the natural look like compared to a sick heart in our in our soul and spirit, you know, in that emotional sense. And I thought, okay, let's go through and, and just make some comparisons as to what a, a sick heart can be. And I want you to just reflect on your own self as we're doing that. And just, just reflect on your own life and where you're at and where's hope in your life. And, and are you really holding on to hope as an anchor for your soul and uh, and Maybe today we'll, um, we'll be able to work on that. So a sick heart actually struggles to cope with the normal day-to-day, hour-to-hour, minute-to-minute demands that it has on itself. So the normal function that your heart has when it's sick, it can't keep up. It can't keep up with that. And I think sometimes when we've lost hope, when we're heart sick... We can't keep up with our normal demands of life. It all gets a little bit too much. And as a result, pressure builds up. And pressure builds up so much, it backs up in a way that it actually starts to affect every other area of our life. Or in our body, it affects other organs in our life and they all begin to fail. <laughs> Got my doctor's friend nodding at me there, so that's good. 
when you have a sick heart in the physical sense, your heart just works and works and works and strives and strives. It's very introspective. It's all about survival, survival for itself, and your heart works hard and works hard and works hard and gets nowhere. That's what a heart, failing heart is all about. And, you know, in the natural, like in our emotional sense, you know, when we've lost hope, we can be working and working and striving and trying to make things work out and trying to make things come together and we're just failing at it in every way because we've lost hope. It's so much the same. A sick heart can't relax. It can't rest. It has trouble sleeping. It can't find a comfortable position. It can't find a safe place to just relax. And you think, oh, well, what do you mean? Your heart pumps, you know, 24-7. Yes, it does. But, you know, your heart increases its workload and, and relaxes its workload depending on what you're doing. You know, your heart slows down when you sleep. Your heart increases when you see a snake. <laughs> you know, your heart, heart rate and your heart pumping action of your heart increases when you're running. So your heart changes what it's doing according to the need but when your heart is sick it doesn't recognize that and it's just working hard and it can't rest and it can't relax and you and you sleep badly you also often get very restless and agitated and even confused and I, I think the same thing happens in our emotional sense you know if we're heart sick and we've lost hope we can get really restless and really agitated in life. You know, so just think about that. Think about that for yourself, where you're at. Another thing that can happen is confusion sets in. Now, in the natural, in the real thing, it's because the heart's not pumping well and so there's not a great amount of oxygen getting to your brain and people get a little bit confused at times. And so, But, you know, we can liken that in it to ourselves as well. The other thing that happens is the normal rhythms and the normal electrical flow that goes through your heart, the normal energy flows that cause your heart to actually pump and work, they can become chaotic, they can become interrupted and, uh, and you can be at risk of all kinds of cardiac arrhythmias. Is that a big word? Should I say don't know if I should say that. Okay. <laughs> Irregular heart rates. It's because that, that normal flow, that ease, that, that kind of natural flow is being interrupted. Your heart has a sense of it's freaking out. Freaking out. When your heart is sick, it's freaking out. It's the source of your life. Without it, you're not going to survive. You need your heart healthy and strong. A sick heart freaks out. The other thing a sick heart does, if it's really bad, if it's really neglected, if we really can't help, it arrests. It stops. There's a breakdown. It's like having a nervous breakdown. But in this case, you cardiac arrest. That's it. Done. It's done. There's no more striving. I'm done. I'm out. We don't want that. <laughs> you know, we don't want that at all. I kind of think is hope like our veins and arteries that transport the lifeblood of Jesus around our entire life, around our entire body and keeps our heart alive, keeps our heart 
pumping, keeps our heart strong, keeps our heart fresh. You know, they're all connected. They're all connected. Right. You're thinking, okay, she's shared one scripture. How many, how many scriptures does it take to, to create a great message? I would say one. One. One word out of the word of God is all it takes. Maybe just Jesus. But anyway, I'm going to slam you with lots. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's one thing that happens is that if you've got a sick heart, it's not going to just heal itself. You have to make it happen. You have to make it happen. In Psalm 42 verse 5, David encouraged himself and he says to himself, So then, my soul, why would you be depressed? Why would you sink into despair? Just keep hoping and waiting on God. He's your saviour. This is David talking to himself. You know, we have to do this for ourselves. We have to stop and say, hold on a second. Why am I feeling like this? You know, I just need to keep hoping and waiting on God. He's my saviour. For no matter what, I will still sing with praise. For living before his face is my saving grace. If you've got nothing else, you've still got God. Psalm 39, 7. When you're feeling like hope is fading away, remind yourself of this. And now, God, I am left with one conclusion. My only hope is to hope in you alone. If you've got nothing else, who cares? That's all you need. All you need is to say, my hope is in you alone. You are my God. The grace of God allows this hope to abound to every single one of us. So, uh, you know, so don't think, oh, well, that's good for them because, you know, they're, they're hoping for something, but it's not that big. You know, it's like the Panadol and the headache thing. <laughs> it's easy. It's realistic. No big de- deal. You don't know what I'm hoping for. And that is something that, you know, I, I've just lost hope. It can't happen. I can't see it anymore. You know, but the grace of God abounds to each and every single one of us. It's not... Uh, uh, it's not choosy, it's for you. And so um, in Psalm 33:18, it says, "The eyes of the Lord are upon even the weakest worshippers who love Him. Even the weakest, even the weakest, the eyes of God are upon you. They are upon you even right now. For those who wait in hope and expectation for the strong and steady love of God. The most effective way for you to restore hope, to restore health to your heart, to get that lifeblood pumping around again and, and hope flowing, the most effective way to do that is to spend time in God's presence. To spend time in dialogue with him. Just a conversation. Just a chat. God, my only hope is to hope in you. That's all you have to say. It doesn't have to be too more complicated than that. Romans 12, 12. I'm not even finished with these scriptures. I've got, I've got heaps more. We're going to keep going for it. Romans 12, 12 says, this hope, Let this hope burst forth within you. Let it release a continual joy. Don't give up in time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. 
Don't give up in time of trouble. Just go to God. Have a conversation. Just start that dialogue. Commune with him. That's what we just did. We stopped. We reflected on who Jesus is, what he did, his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection. We're communing with him. We're realigning ourselves. My hope and expectation isn't in man. My hope and expectation isn't in the things of this world, in the temporal things. My hope and expectation is in Jesus and Jesus resurrected. It's in God. So that's good. <laughs> Romans 5.5 5 says, And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy. So in case you were thinking it was, it's not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God that cascades into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. For when the time was right, the anointed one, Jesus, came and died to demonstrate his love for sinners who were entirely helpless, weak and powerless to save themselves. Our hope and expectation is in Jesus. You know, hope leads us to have courage. Hope leads us to increase our confidence. It says when I read it there, tells me that hope gives us joy. It increases our happiness, our satisfaction in life. Romans 15, 13. So I was serious when I said I'm slamming you a, a lot of Bible. Now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with this super abundance until you radiate with hope. So now may the God of inspiration and the fountain of hope. So that tells me he's the source of hope. He's the, the place you go to get hope. He's the one where you will find joy. In that place you will find perfect peace. Not just peace, perfect peace. Perfect peace and uncontainable joy. By the power of the Holy Spirit that you will have a super abundance. Uh, that's like an uber abundance, I don't know, like, uh, you know, like, like uh, what do you call it when you upsize me, that kind of super abundance, until you radiate with hope. So somebody with a sick heart usually looks sick. You can tell. You can tell they're sick. They look sick. You know, they haven't got any energy. They look grey. They're usually breathless. They might be agitated, restless, confused, all those things I'm talking about. But when you are filled with hope, you are filled with joy, you are filled with peace, your heart is restored and you will radiate hope. You will radiate hope. You know, you will come back to having a great sense of well-being and flourishing in God. In Hebrews 6, 18 to 20, I'll read this to you. Out of the message version, um, we who have run for our very lives to God have every reason to grab the promised hope with both hands and never let go. So that tells me this is an action we do. You know, you know God, Jesus has already given us the hope, you know. We need to take action. We need to run and grab that with both hands and never let go. 
That's a word for you. It is an unbreakable spiritual lifeline. It reaches past all appearances right to the very presence of God where Jesus is. He's the forerunner. He went ahead of us. He ran ahead. Oh, running on ahead of us has taken up his permanent post as the high priest for us in the order of Melchizedek. If we read it in the Passion Translation, I like how this compares just a little bit differently as well. It says, so it is impossible for God to lie. Don't give up hope. God's not a liar. He didn't make a promise and then, you know, retract it. He's made a promise for you to stand on. God is, for God, it is impossible for God to lie. For we know that his promises and his vow will never change. And now we have run into his heart to hide ourselves in his faithfulness. This is where we find his strength and comfort. Not your own strength. We're finding his strength and comfort. That's his promise to you. Run into me. In hide in my faithfulness. This is where you will be strengthened. This is where you will be comforted. For he empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time. This unshakable hope. Unshakable hope. We have this certain hope like a strong, unbreakable anchor holding our souls to God himself. An anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat which sits in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold and where Jesus, our forerunner, has gone in before us. He is now and forever our royal priest like Melchizedek. You know, Jesus went ahead of us. He paid the price. He is our hope. As we've been talking, and, uh, and I'll draw to a close shortly, and as you've been reflecting on, you know, like, am I heart sick? Do I have hope? I, I think, you know, restoring hope or al- allowing hope to rise, it's not something you just do once. You don't just go, oh, well, I've um, restored some hope. Here it is. I'll pack it away here and carry on. You know, for your heart, your physical heart to work well, for your whole body to flourish and be healthy, you need that lifeblood flowing around constantly, refreshing and constantly there. And it's the same thing with hope in our lives. It's the same thing with communing with God. It's the same thing with having that joy, that uncontainable joy, that perfect peace. We need it constantly. We need it daily. We need to be communing with God all the time, you know. (laughs) Every one of us has times where we lose a bit of hope. Where did that hope go? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure I had it yesterday. Where is it today? When we need to come back to that place with God where we commune with him and we restore hope. And so today, when we finish up the service, if you need prayer, if you need someone to stand with you and pray for you and say, help me commune with God, help me restore hope, help me get my heart healed, I'm heart sick, I need to recover, then we've got prayer after the service and our prayer team will be available to pray for you. You know, don't leave feeling hopeless. Don't leave this place with hope lost. 
Hope is here to be found. Hope is born. So, I'll read. Oh, so over the last you know month, we've been going over Isaiah 62, and we've been reflecting on some of the promises of God and the prophetic word over this region, over this church, and over your life. And and we ended with that last scripture of Isaiah 62, which is. Tell daughter Zion, tell daughter Shepparton, tell daughter Encounter, tell daughter Bernadette, tell daughter Aston that um, your saviour comes. He's ready to do what he said he would do. He's prepared to complete what is promised. Our hope is in the promises of God. That Zion, Shepparton, Encounter... Bernadette, Maria, (laughs) Maz, that you will be called new names, holy people, God redeemed, sought out, city not forsaken. You know, we need to find the promises of God and hold on to them. They are the anchor that secure us into Jesus. Can I ask for all the musicians to come? And I'll get everyone to stand. So as we're, as, as I'm just drawing to a close, I just want you to think, okay, where am I at? Where's my heart at? Am I restless? Do I find it hard to sleep? Is there a tightness in my chest and I can't breathe? Are the normal demands of daily life overwhelming me that I can't even keep up? Is that pressure building? Have I lost hope? Have I lost sight of of where my hope is anchored? Have I forgotten to commune with God? Have Have I not had dialogue, you know? I've come and I've sung some songs, but, you know, have I had that time alone where I've just communed with Him? where I've reflected on the promises of God. What are the promises of God for my life? What are the promises of God for my life? What am I putting my hope and my trust in? It's Jesus. Saviour. Deliverer, Redeemer, Healer, Provider, God who is with you, will never leave you or forsake you, God who is your peace, that's who we put our promise, our faith in and our hope in. Let's all pray, I'd like to just pray over you and if if you're willing, just lift your hands Just put your attention to God. Allow him access to your heart. He can't heal your heart if you don't give him access to your heart. He can't heal your heart if you don't give him all the pieces. He can't allow you to flourish in life if you're not allowing that lifeblood to flow to you. Let hope rise. 
Let's pray. Lord, I just ask that you would come and you would birth hope in the hearts of every single person here. Let hope rise in this place. Let hope rise over this city and over this region. Let sick hearts, let restless hearts, let striving hearts be healed. Let them be restored with hope, with the hope of your promise. Renew strength. We say today, God, we believe your word. We choose to take hold and believe your promises. We trust you, God, because you are a faithful God. Let this hope rise up and radiate from every person. Let them overflow with peace and with joy. It's got nothing to do with our circumstances. It's got nothing to do with the challenges we face. We choose to run to you, God. We choose to take hold of this hope. We choose to take hold of that hope that anchors us. It anchors our soul to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to this message. To stay in touch with Encounter, follow us on Instagram at encounter.cc or find us on Facebook at encounter.shepparton.